All right, so we're here today with a special episode. Uh, Batavia here has had a lot of questions about the movie because she's with the podcast, but as of right now, she's not with the movie. So um, we haven't discussed that at all. And we've both finally hit our record buttons. So we are now recording because third time's a charm. But she wants to interview me about the movie. And I'm going, I don't even have a clue what she's going to talk about, but we're just going to go with it today. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, a companion podcast to the upcoming documentary Backyard Gardens the Movie. A story about two families growing their first gardens in a world that lacks nutrition. I'm your host and director, Ben Neville. So take it away, Batavia. Alrighty, I appreciate it. I uh, have been thinking that this could be my very beginning, the humble beginning, and you know, in a few short months, maybe I'll hit the big time, like you know, sixty minutes or something. I'm fast tracking this. No, but in all seriousness, I have. Um, since I came across Backyard Gardens, the movie, on social media, I've had a bunch of questions and I have been trying to uh, be gentle and me and bombarding Ben. Like, I just don't want everything to be me trying to get information out of his head, but that's really what it's turned into. So, <laughs> I we were talking, you know, based on the last podcast and, you know, came up with the idea of how about I interview you, right? And let's learn a little bit more about the... Um, documentary. Let's learn a little bit more about filming. Let's learn all the things. Um, and so he was game. The ground rules are generally I can ask anything I want and Ben can reserve the right not to answer. Not in, obviously you don't want to give away the movie. Um, so I hope are those there are going to ground rules. Yeah, there's no spoiler alerts here. <laughs> so you are free to go for everybody who's dying to see what we've been talking about. Yeah, so actually that's a good place to jump in. I have, um, and Ben and I for the regular podcast, we don't do a lot of prep work. You know, if there's a subject that I need to brush up on, sure. Um, but we really enjoy kind of the organic dialogue. You hear that hint of organic, you, you see me slide that in there. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, I prepared a handful of questions, but I have a feeling that as you begin answering them, Ben, that we may end up, you know, kind of going down different roads. And I'm ready if you are. That's usually what happens. <laughs> Alrighty, so starting out, and this may not be formatted. I'll learn all that stuff once I get to CBS and NBC and all that. This may not be right. in a real, like, you know, structured format, but I want to start off with the start, right? So, how long has Backyard Gardens, the movie, been a thing, been a concept, even? A thought? Well, let's see. It's hard to say, but I was, I guess it was, well, at the time of the recording this in um, 2020, in February of 2020, it's been a thought for about, I'd say, a year and a half. Mm -hmm. But what it, but the idea of doing a documentary was a thought before that. It was just kind of coming up with what can I do to, you know, what, how can I make that magic formula of making a documentary happen? Like, you know, cause this is my first feature length documentary, meaning that it's 90 minutes. So I've done shorts 
and I do them all the time for my work. But for this, this is a different kind of project. So once you take yourself out of doing, you know, your two minute montage customer videos Mm -hmm. or 30 minute short film, and you start talking about 90 minutes, it gets to be real daunting. And so I would say July of what year is 2020. Mm -hmm. So 2018 maybe is when backyard gardens was officially born as like, it was time to think about it and move forward. Okay. So I'm going to make you backtrack quite a bit here. And my first step is going to be, you you gave us a little bit of a feature versus a short versus, um, what's that terminology and what, help me understand this. Feature film just essentially means that it's like a regular movie, 90 minutes plus. So, um, short films are exactly that. Anything less than that. Okay. And then you have micro films, which are, I think they're like less than a minute or something like that. But you know, I do a lot of, uh, client videos and stuff because that's what I do for a living is I make videos and movies and stuff. But you know, when you have a, you know, somebody calls you like, Hey, I need a two minute video. Well, you got two minutes Mm -hmm. to get everything you want in. And I was like, you know what? I want to flex my wings, but I got to find something I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. So, so tell me, and I understand a bit about what you do for your work. When it comes to your non day job, do you only do documentaries? And if so, as far as my filmmaking, yeah, your filmmaking, if so, why and if not why a documentary for this movie okay well you just opened a whole can of worms batavia because this is going to go deep i have so, a whole can can stacked up here i'm you know <laughs> I, yeah, i'm a survivalist list in, in, at heart so uh. so yes i do documentaries mostly if i have another friend of mine who's also a director and he actually produces for me he's a very talented um fellow his name's jaden frost and we work together so he's a horror film director Mm -hmm. and so if he needs something from me i'll help him and vice versa but that is not my specialty like if he called me and he was like Hey man, I want to do a horror film. I need you to help me. I'll be like, well, dude, that's not my thing. Cause they're two totally different realms. Mm-hmm. So when you're making a documentary, um, I have to give you a little bit of insight on the way the story structure goes. So when you go see a movie, like what's the last movie you saw Batavia? Oh, at the movie theater. Good. Sure. Whatever. Just this, the last one in general. This is us. Um, Jordan Peele at the movie. Theater. Okay. Horror. So if you saw yeah. that, like, like that movie was written and you know and when they go to shoot that movie they know every single thing they're going to shoot before they even walk on set they know every single thing now some things might crop up in between but when you shoot a documentary you come up with an idea and so i have a basic storyline in my head that i want to follow but it's not all written out so as people talk just like this interview things change and the storyline can begin to change and move in directions, which is what we've gone through. And so that makes it more challenging. But for me, it all started way back when Super Size Me came out. Mm-hmm. Super Size Me came out and I'd always watch documentaries. I mean, to be straight up, I watched documentaries about aliens when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, that was like my thing. But they weren't as popular as they are now, but when um, Morgan Spurlock came out with uh, Super Size Me, 
that really touched me when I watched that because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I realized that, and by the way, since then, I haven't eaten fast food since, and that was 12, 13 yeah, years ago. Yeah. So that's how much it spoke to me. And what I realized is when you a documentarian can get information across that is not controlled by anybody else. So a lot of adults listening to this know that when they watch or when they go to school, you, you get all the information, but you get a piece of it Mm -hmm. and it might not all be the way, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like it's structured in a way, but a documentarian, we do the research, we look it up and then we get it out there to you. So you're getting a totally different information because before that, like who knew that McDonald's was that bad, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like that bad, you know what I mean? And it's changed the world since then. Like McDonald's has changed completely if you go from then to now. Yeah, yeah. And then fast forward to, I guess, 2011, when I believe his name's Joe Cross, did Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. <laughs> that touched me as well. And I don't know if you're seeing a trend here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, nutrition. But that kind of touched me as well, which led me, and Batave and I were just talking about that, to doing multiple juice fast to get my health on track Mm -hmm. so i did a 14 day fast a seven day fast and a 21 day fast over the period of two years and changed my life so that was again it was another one of those things and i wasn't even doing film at that point i was working as a fisheries biologist in new england oh okay so i wasn't even in it and i was but i I just realized that that knowledge that people could pass on was just, it was a powerful medium to get knowledge across mm-hmm, to people. Mm-hmm. So did that answer your question? It did, but you know, I have another <laughs> half a dozen questions now. So, okay. so I got the structure in that, you know, a, a, what we would consider maybe a traditional movie, you know, think of it as a book, right? We always hear about books be, turn, being turned into movies. It's scripted, right? You know, so most words that are said have been written down already. And it sounds like what you're saying with the documentary, you're really starting with an outline, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah, you basically outline and then you follow the path that's provided to you mm-hmm. throughout the interviews. That's how mm-hmm. I look at it. And that's, they're not all the same now. Yeah. There are some that are scripted out, but for me, I kind of follow the path. Yeah. So I've seen both of the documentaries that she mentioned that were, you know, kind of really impactful for you. Um, and I actually, every time I feel like I get, um, and this is a little bit of a tangent, every time I feel like I get off track health wise, and unfortunately that's more often than I like to admit, um, I end up going back and binging on those movies, those documentaries, right? That's the thing when I'm sweating on the treadmill that I have playing, like I need to feed my brain with that information. Um, and now that you, the way that you describe it, um, maybe it hasn't had the same impact on you because you've maybe been on the straight and narrow much longer after seeing those movies, um, but it always has that seed that's planted. Um, it feels like we watch documentaries because we want to be informed about something, like we look at it and say, we're going to learn something versus maybe with a traditional movie, um, we're going to be entertained, right? Negative. No. So wait, documentaries no. are entertaining? I guess some are. Yeah, they're entertaining. I mean, the thing is, is is a documentary is not necessarily for everyone, just like Spider-Man's not for everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
but they've changed a lot over the years and they are more entertaining and it's based on the director's eye to make that entertaining so the one of the first things i learned when i began filming stuff was your job is to make something boring look exciting Mm -hmm. and there was a guy who was uh filming something he had to film a camper just like a, a plain boxy camper and um the way he shot it though it was like wow (laughs) I want that camper. You know what I mean? It just, it made it look exciting, but no, you look at it as, and for me personally, like I watch a lot of documentaries and first of all, I have to have an interest in the subject Mm -hmm. generally. Mm -hmm. So yes, you do want to learn something, but at the same time, most people don't watch a documentary and take notes, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're entertained by it to an extent. It is definitely not like watching Spider-Man or Jordan Peele or anything like that, but there is a difference. So it's a little bit of both. And I think that's the beautiful thing about it. It is, it's a medium that takes learning and makes it a little bit more fun, you Mm. know, maybe a little bit of animation, a little bit, you know, an artistic flair to it. And it just takes something you're like, Oh, okay. So, and then another thing too, is you get to see inside of other people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. And we definitely, and that's you have a big that warriorism, you know, kind of gene in us nowadays. Uh, so truth moment. Um, and I'm sure that we'll still get along after I say this. When I first saw even the name Backyard Gardens, the movie, I said, wait, what? You know, so I've seen, you know, makeover shows. I'm a big fan of some of the popular HGTV shows on cable. And I love to see a good before and after, right? I even have seen shows where the job of the, you know, the lead is to come in and help people build out gardens. I've seen those in kind of episode format. But when you said the movie, like when I saw the tagline, Backyard Gardens, the movie, I'm like, is this a movie? Is this a drama? Right, you know, so then when I figured out it wasn't a drama and it was instead a documentary, I said, okay, I, I, I get it, right? Um, so this leads me to why gardening as a documentary. So gardening, and if you're listening to this podcast, I hope <laughs> you already have realized is a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. And there's a, that's a multi-part question there. So you have to go to the formula of making a documentary, which is you need access. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's the biggest thing. You need access to your subjects, right? Well, where do you get access when essentially you don't have a name at all? Okay. Like nobody knows who I am. Mm -hmm. You might, there's a couple people now because of the podcast that know who I am, but you have to say, well, how am I going to come up with, how am I going to get access to something? And as you know, because you've listened to this for now 14 minutes, you know that I've watched a lot of nutritional um, documentaries and I just scratched the surface on the ones that I've watched, mm-hmm. but that is a very big part of my life because at one point I lost a hundred pounds and then I gained 40 of it back. Mm-hmm. So now I'm trying to lose it because you know, you go on and off and stuff like that. but that really spoke to me and I'm like, well, I don't really want to talk about nutrition because I don't have access to Mm -hmm. nutritionists and stuff like that. But what I did know is I live in North Carolina and North Carolina state university is one of the top agricultural, um, schools in the country. 
And so I was like, well, hey, I might possibly have access to somebody that could talk about it. Mm-hmm. Well, little did I know, as soon as I reached out, all of a sudden, all these people just started like, oh, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. No problem. <laughs> and I was like, OK, so we have that part. And my neighbor had, you know, once people find out that you garden and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this can attest to that. A lot of people say, I want to start a garden, but I don't have any time. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know what? how bad do you want to start a garden? She was like, pretty bad. And I was like, okay. I was like, how about this? You start a garden and I'll make a movie about it. And that's where it started. And then I had somebody else do it a whole nother family. And I was like, how about you start a garden and I'll film you. So that's how we got two families trying to grow gardens. They've never even touched a garden, never even seen a garden. Well, no, they've seen a garden, but they've never like, I mean, a lot of them, both of them say they have black thumbs, which is not true, but you know, so that's where it kind of started. So I had to have the access yeah. to get into it. Yeah. And then the other thing too is, you know, it was something that I was passionate about. And if you're going to start doing something, then this is, you got to find something passionate. Now for every movie that I do, am I going to start a podcast and make a movie and now a, a TV show on YouTube about it? Like, no, I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to be as passionate like I might have something that's interesting but this is ingrained in me in my whole life you know I've been around gardening and then having a garden now in two different climates I felt like I had something maybe to pass on but then as I started filming it I realized I don't really know as much as I know after I start talking to experts and stuff like that Mm -hmm. I was like oh this is tricky so it's um you know it's just a way it was and then calling it Backyard Gardens, it's funny you say that because I didn't want to be seen as some schmuck that was trying to make money on on people that were trying to have gardens, <laughs> you know? I mean, obviously, I want to make money, and that is a goal of this movie, but my real goal is if two people start a garden after this that need to start a garden, then I'm happy. You know, hopefully more people will or people will learn from it. But that's really the goal here. It's so so I didn't know that it's kind of the, hey, I have an interest in starting a garden. Hey, I have a camera and experience. Right. You know, and then the two shall meet because one of my questions was, you know, how did you choose these two families? Why two families and not 10, not one? And I think you've touched on that from, you know, the access point of view. Uh, but I'm still gonna ask you because let me, if you've already f- feel like you've answered it, that's fine. But why just two families? Why not 10? Why not 100? Why not one? Why not, why not Backyard Gardens being in your family, the movie? Well, there has to be a part two. <laughs> nice to no. Just because, I mean, managing it wise, <laughs> it would be overly complicated. And the viewer, I, you know, I believe that they would get lost in the, in the process. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's hard enough to kind of follow along when you have multiple interviews and you're doing something else. But we also wanted to do two So we could show that, yes, two people can start a garden, Mm -hmm. two different people that don't even they don't even communicate. They don't even know each other. So, you know, that they could actually start their gardens and do it 
and talk about the times that they've spent in it and how it's changed their lives and their family and their eating habits and all that stuff, you know, if there's any of those changes. Yeah, there is, um, and I love that you keep on referencing, you know, something you're passionate about. And I actually remember our official introduction, you and I, when it comes to podcast and, you know, my first interview with you, you wrote me and asked about, you said, it seems you're passionate about gardening, right? And absolutely, I am, you know? And it's one of those things for me, um, I'm always kind of double checking in my head if I'm taking the right step, um, you know? Sometimes I'm a little bit more critical than I probably should in my everyday life. And sometimes that spills over into the garden where I ask myself, are you doing too much here? Is it too big? Is it too many gardens? How many am I at now? 13 going on 14? I thought you were going on 15. <laughs> well, still a lot of uh, season left. Um, but and, we don't count the front yard garden. Well, okay, this is a good point. So seven gardens. We have seven gardens. Seven garden beds <laughs> in the back. Uh, not on this podcast. Oh, you got seven anyway. in the front? Seven in the front, yeah, as of this past fall. Good. Mm-hmm. No, 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 that's not true. Six in the front, seven in the back. Um, one more to be added to the front. But I bring it up because when you start to think about kind of the things you want when you figure out you're passionate about something, the things you want to do, how you want to express yourself, right? So obviously, before you pick up a camera, you have your own garden in your own home, right? Um, You also want to talk about gardening in different ways. I'm sure there are a bunch of friends that kind of see you coming with your your satchel of vegetables and walk the other way because that's what you talk to them about is growing vegetables, or at least that's my story. As a matter of fact, I don't talk to people about it. Okay. So so I just say, hey. Let's level set something. Are you an introvert or would you describe yourself as an extrovert? Oh, I'm an introvert. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm an introvert. Um, but well, I can be an extrovert when I need to be, and I can be an extreme extrovert when it's time to be one. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I want to be in. And I, you know, it's all about like I get extremely proud when I walk down the street with that huge satchel of vegetables, and I'm like, "This is mine!" Like mm-hmm. I did this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I am providing, but at the same time, I try to be humble about it and just say, "Hey." I got some vegetables. You guys want some? And just seeing the joy on people's faces when you do that is is amazing, which is, by the way, a quote from the Santa Claus movie I released. Ah. It was like the common (laughs) thing is seeing the joy. But, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing the joy that when people like, oh, I mean, if you give them, you know, if you give somebody five tomatoes, Mm -hmm. you might as well be giving them a brick of gold. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're just like, oh, these are so great. Nobody likes a grocery store Mm -hmm. tomato. Nobody likes one, but they eat them because they have to. Yeah. Well, unless you start your own garden. Okay. So these two families don't know each other. At least they didn't before the movie started filming. They, um, they have had one interaction. Mm -hmm way beforehand mm-hmm. so they know that each other exists mm-hmm. they know that they're being filmed but they do not communicate at all during and that is not because of the movie they just yeah their paths don't cross they you know okay so you obviously have experience as a gardener and as a filmmaker so what roles are you playing here are you the director and the garden expert like so are they learning on their own are you guiding them I am the director as well as the gardening guy who was there looking behind the camera directing his crew. Mm-hmm. 
but I do not really pass on information to them unless it's dire. So, um, yeah. So it's not like I'm like, Hey, do this, do that. You know, like I'll give some tips, but you know, one of the only things that I'll really give away is the big thing that I want to do for this movie is I want people to realize that there's ways to learn things without asking somebody a million questions, Mm -hmm. you know, that you can go out and you can learn something on your own. And so we really are trying to like hammer that home. Like you can figure it out. It's not hard because there's a thing going on right now where people don't want to, or they don't know how to put the effort forward to learn something. You know what I mean? So it's like, I mean, you know, I say this, this is a common saying that I say, is you're walking around with literally a supercomputer in your pocket. (laughs) There's more power in your cell phone that went to the moon, okay? You have all the information you ever need. You know how many times I sit out in my garden, I'm like, I don't know, let me pull out my phone, I Google something real quick to get the answer. (laughs) Like, I do that all the time, and a lot of people don't, so I am not vomiting information on them as they are gardening, but I will help them if they need it. But remember, I have a job to do, sure. which is film them. So I can't be, you know, and there there are times and maybe there'll be an outtake that'll come up and be like, hey man, I'm filming. Stop talking to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is the difficult part about filming people who are your friends with. Yeah, yeah. Well, I ask because there is something to be said about, um, you know, anyone that doesn't have experience with a thing and them learning a thing not to mention them being filmed while, while learning that thing, you know? So I was just curious, is this really kind of, are these virgin gardeners that are getting really little to no instruction? And it sounds like, it's, at least from you, you know, that they, they're not getting a bunch of instruction, which I think is rich, like to be able to look back on this. Um, so yeah. tell me about how comfortable these folks really were with, okay, we are going, this is, we're going to film you. We're going to fi- film your mistakes because no doubt there will be. We're going to film your successes and there's going to be a lot in between. And let's just say, you know, I let my hair down for this podcast because I was filming another video. But when I'm in the garden, you know, it's not a cover girl moment. You know, so <laughs> they're also being filmed, maybe not at their most shiniest and, you know, prettiest moment as well. How was that reaction? And was there any kind of well, do you really have to film this part? Um, yes, there was some, do you have to film this part? And the answer was, yes, I do. <laughs> and there was a lot of discussion, you know, and I was real honest and about like, hey, I'm going to film you in times you don't, probably don't want to be filmed. And, you know, we're going to show your life and some of the stuff you do to an extent. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like an all tell all document. I mean, let's be honest, it's about gardening, yeah. but I think, and part of it is these people who have busy lives, like how do they gar- how do they manage their time for their garden? You know, because that's everybody's thing is I don't have time. I don't have time. Well, one family is the um, gentleman Mr. Boop, boop. <laughs> if you don't know who that is, go check out the trailer. He is, um, he's a Marine. Okay. So he goes out of town, whatnot. They have three kids and then the wife is a, um, is a nurse. And at the same time she was training for a bodybuilding competition. Oh, cool. Okay. 
So, you know, there was very little time for that. And then the other one is a single mom with two kids. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, anybody who's a single mom out there or anything like and anybody who has a child knows that that can eat up a lot of your time. But we wanted to show that and you have to show that Mm -hmm. because you have to set the place. You have people need to understand where these people are coming from. Yeah. Yeah. The part that I love about this and I've been trying to figure out how to express this to some folks that I know personally, and then maybe some folks that are um, are kind of watching the videos that I share online. Like it's, I'm going to build a new garden bed, the 14th one, if my count is right. But this isn't the place I was in 12 years ago or 13 years ago when I built my very first one. And it's hard to capture that and then demonstrate that. Like I figured out ways to manage my time well when gardening. I figured out ways to cut back on this work or, you know, say I'm gonna spend all of Sunday, you know, in this case. And that's because I've been doing this for a number of years. I love the idea of, cause that's a lot of the questions I get as well. Like how much time do you spend in the garden? I love the idea of these two families that haven't done it before, have full lives, right? Have the desire. You know, and basically have to figure out what the tools are, not actual tools, but, you know, figure out how to make a way forward and that you're capturing this on, you know, film, which is kind of funny because at first when I said Backyard Gardens, the movie, like, really, as we talk about it, as I kind of think about it, it's exactly perfect. Like the thing that I've been trying to figure out, like, what do I want to say to people so they'll get how possible it is they'll be able to see that there's some bits that you're going to stumble on but it's okay because in most cases you're going to get a harvest at the end um so i love that you're capturing this on film so tell me we're going through multiple garden seasons is that is that going to be the end product I am not at liberty to talk about that. There you go. All right. (laughs) There's a reason why. We're going to beep it out. Beep. beep. There's there's a reason why. And it's, 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 again, it goes back to the nature of a documentary. (laughs) Things arise. So originally the movie was supposed to come out in one month from now. But we made the decision, you know, there's some documentaries that go on 10 years before they get released, they're filmed. And we made the decision that we were like, you know what, for the educational purposes, entertainment value a little bit, it would be better off for the viewer if we pushed it out another year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and it's one of those things too, like I was talking to my producer the other day, uh, my buddy Jaden, and he was like, He's like, man, you got this documentary that you keep talking about, but nobody's seen it. And I'm like, I know, man, he knows everything that's going on, but I'm like, I know, what do I do? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just a guy with an idea right now. I have nine hours of interviews on a hard drive that just need to be put together, but there's way more that needs to happen in the process. So there was a reason, there is a reason that we had to push it out a year, but it was a good thing, I think, because I think at the end, it'll be much more powerful Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as of a movie. You know what I mean? It it makes it more dynamic and I hate that I can't really say it, but this has been a, and I mean, and you say that now I say that right now and I don't really want to talk about this, but you know, with this whole coronavirus thing Mm -hmm. going around, that's a whole nother story that could potentially unfold on us. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, we're not really, I'm not stressing about it or anything, but that's one of those things like that's something like if it affects the scope of the movie to an extent 
then we have to change it. Yeah. So, you know, I've got nine hours of interviews, like I said, that I have to dwindle down to about an hour and 15 minutes worth. Yeah. And, you know, what if I have to talk about that? You know what I mean? Because to not talk about that, if it changed, would be a travesty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it could be very important. Yeah. The um, And I'm going to bridge this in just a second. The idea of capturing some footage, capturing the interviews, doing this work, and then something shifts and you want to add that to the story, right? It could be Pandora's box or it could be the most beautiful thing ever, right? It's highly frustrating, <laughs> but it's exciting too because, you know, I had a loose concept and mm -hmm. then it dwindles down, you know, and we're st still trying to figure out how to put in this one angle that we have this one conversation point. And I mean, the big reason why, I mean, the whole reason why the movie came out too, and I should have said this earlier, but I didn't think about it was I live in a city with four grocery stores on one street corner. Mm -hmm. Okay. But then you go 20 miles up the road and it's a food desert yeah. and a food swamp and yeah. sections, which if you're not familiar with what that is, a food desert is when there is not a lot of fresh food available to you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you can't just go to a grocery store. It's in within a certain mileage of where you live. So it's not as accessible to go to a grocery store and get it. Or a food swamp is where there's a lot of food available to you, but it's all like fast food, restaurants, you know, non-nutritious foods. And that really like hit home to me because I'm like, why is there four grocery stores basically on one street corner? Yeah. Like that is the most ridiculous thing ever. And you know, we live in a place where there's farms everywhere, but none of the farms are made for people to, for human consumption. Mm. They're for animal consumption. For soy and corn. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. soy and corn and stuff like that. So it's like, what do you do? How do you get food? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, well, in my mind, it's simple. I grow it. Yeah. <laughs> because we all know that if you can, you can live off of McDonald's. For right? a while. But sure. you're, for, for a long time. But you're not going to have a healthy life. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean to point out McDonald's alone, but whatever. It's the first one that popped in my head. But it's a lot cheaper to eat good foods. So, you know, that was one of the reasons, too. And that was a big driving point. And we're trying to kind of... I don't... We haven't decided if this is the right platform necessarily for that total deep dive instruction on or discussion on this movie or if it's another one or what, you know, we have to really get down to it. But, um, and it turns out that the lady that started the garden, the nurse, that's what she did her, uh, all her research on. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. And, and I, I'm just as, if not more intrigued about that angle. Um, so let's, Let's get a little bit more technical. And I chuckle a little bit at myself by saying I'm about to get technical. So I have a phone. I have a camera that I ordered off of uh, the internet. Uh, I have a microphone and I have some lights even as a part of kind of my setup for my YouTube channel and all. Um, Why are you not filming a movie? Well, <laughs> not yet, no. Um, I, I want to, and I'm sure you'll try really hard not to be, be obnoxious with this, um, but it's okay <laughs> if you slip into that territory. Like, So I've made one minute videos, I've made you know four minute videos, I've shot 
40 minutes of footage of me doing something in the garden and got to my computer to edit it and just said the heck with the whole idea, right? Like, it's just too much time trying to get this down to what I, what I think as a regular person is consumable. Um, I'm trying to bridge the gap between there's so many different ways that people are putting out content, if you will, right? And sometimes that gets muddy because we kind of feel like it's all the same thing. So even with you saying nine hours of interviews, right? And this, what we're doing right here is gonna be strung along and you'll probably keep this thing whole and release it. That's very different than what you're describing though. Right. So right. I'm the common man here and I'm able to put out a video of a how to for this, that or the other or share my gardening experience. I'm trying to figure out how is it as different as I think it is when it comes to the movie scene. Yes, it is different because you have to make a story. Mm-hmm. OK, so basically the idea is. Yes, I have nine hours of interview, but like, who's going to sit there and watch nine hours of interviews? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of times where people are like thinking, some people cry, Mm -hmm. some people laugh, you know, one person gagged. (laughs) So, you know, and it's like, those are the things that you take out, but you have to kind of create a story based upon around what they say Mm -hmm. and it has to be cohesive you know you can't have you know i can't have one person just sit there just like we are and then next thing you know the joe rogan podcast comes in even though they're talking about gardening it'd be totally different you know for two hours you can't have that but what you can do is you can cut those up and put them together so and if you ever watch a documentary um you watch pay attention to the interviews and you'll see that the interviews will be throughout the entire documentary, mm-hmm. but the scene always changes or is always the same, generally speaking. So, you know, you can tell that they're kind of saying things and cutting them up. And if you really like dissect it and watch it, then you can see, but there was a period of my life for about three years. I didn't watch anything but documentaries. Cause mm-hmm. I was just like deep. I mean, if it was a documentary, I watched mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. I got deep into it because it was just so fascinating to see other people and stuff like that. Yeah. So what's a good documentary? What makes a good one versus a not so good one? Sound. <laughs> is that the answer? Because we're still on the technical part of this interview. Um, or is that just the answer? Well, for the most part, I mean, you know, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, a, that's a hard question. I mean, because documentary is very polarizing. Mm-hmm. It depends on what your interest is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, I like certain types where you might not like certain types, yeah. you know? Um, so it just, it really depends. I mean, you know, I, I started out with a camera in my hand, so I tend to lend to the visuals a lot. Mm-hmm. But in documentary, there is a lot of freedom and you don't have to have super smooth shots. Because a lot of times, like I'll be standing there and like I'll be I'll think I'm done filming. And the next thing you know, something happens. I have to whip my camera up real quick. So it's going to be a little shaky. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, there's a lot of forgiving um, in that aspect, but it's really, it comes down to the story, honestly, yeah. which makes me really nervous too, because if my story is not good, my documentary is not good. And, and all of this <laughs> right here is for nothing. It's absolutely not for nothing. Well, 
It depends on what the this is. So the idea of a complete story. So I don't watch as many documentaries as you do, and most humans probably don't. Uh, but <laughs> you'd be surprised. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a whole business, right? So, well, do you watch reality TV? Well, I not so much anymore. But I'm actually going to to tap on that. So I'll go there now. Early in the early years, I remember watching Real World like at the beginning, like in the 90s, and I'm mm-hmm. dating myself now, but um, earlier on, we thought it was really real, and obviously, you fast- Long live Puck. <laughs> yeah, here, here, here. And you fast <laughs> forward, um, I think, what was that, like one of the California episodes or something. Uh, so you fast forward uh, decades, right? And it's common to look at these reality shows as them being scripted. Right. Yes. Um, and when I think about, so now we know that you're not necessarily grabbing a shovel and helping these families out. Um, is this really all kind of, I know you've kind of outlined where you may want a story, kind of the shape you want a story to be, you know, to take or the shape you want the story to be told. Like, again, in my mind, I process it as a general outline, but like script it, not script it. Are you feeding? Not, are you feeding your garden actors lines? <laughs> um, no, I am not. But I will tell you that if you watch the trailer, there is a scene where they are walking to the gardens hand in hand, mm-hmm. and I was one hundred percent like, "You guys walk towards the middle of the gardens, holding hands, and I'm going to stand right behind you and get this symmetrical shot." Like, yeah, yeah. there yeah. are times where that will happen. But no, I mean, they do whatever they're going to do. You mm-hmm. know, it just kind of is. It is what it is. Um, I do not script. I think that was the death of um, reality TV because I like reality TV. Mm-hmm. I, was, I mean, it was fascinating. But once it caught on that it was scripted, um, that was painful. Yeah. And I yeah. don't believe in that. But, you know, there is a type of documentary that is like that. And there are mockumentaries Mm -hmm. where they're Mm -hmm. fake documentaries that are completely scripted. Like The Office, for instance, Mm -hmm. one of the most popular TV shows that's ever been made is essentially supposed to be raw footage of a documentary. And it's all scripted. So, you know, it's possible. But no, I don't do that. First of all, I don't want to tell people what to say. (laughs) I'd rather tell them what to do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I haven't experienced either, either of those things yet. It's, that's a good thing. So when we talk about me watching documentaries, and most times it's a documentary that's, unless it's kind of nutrition-wise or health-based, it's telling a story over time. So like you said, some of these, you're talking about 10 years ago. Not only are they going back 10 years, they're showing you footage from interviews they did for the podcast or for the um, documentary 10 years ago, right? So there's a much longer um, story to be told. And I'll be honest, sometimes I'll watch and say, well, gosh, they should have waited another year until they got to the end of that story, right? So um, what do you think when it comes to what's, a complete story in the world of this backyard gardens the movie the complete story for this movie is going to be once my mission is accomplished in the gardens once what is needs to be shown is shown that's the mission Ben's press person prepped him for that question I mean she basically knew that you know it was going to no. come across no. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, I saw your face too when I said that, but um, 
you know, I seriously. I didn't write that question it, down. I'm like, oh, this is like <laughs> the thought bubble. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when it comes up, I mean, seriously, like it, it'll end when it has to end. And that's the thing. Like you might watch a documentary and say, oh, they should have gone another year. Mm-hmm. But really, should they have gone another year? You know, think about, and I mean, no, and I'm not even going to get into the finances of this, but my God, if two people watch this movie and start a garden, they will be the most expensive gardens ever made. (laughs) And you're welcome. But I mean, it comes down to finances too. You know, there's a whole business aspect to it that nobody really wants to talk about. You know, it's the dirty dog in the room and all of a sudden you're the bad guy. But, you know, there, there has to be a limit. But, and that's why we decided like early on, we were like, okay, we have to get the point across Mm -hmm. and whatever happens in the garden that we need to show and the message that we have designed to come across comes across, then we will be done. Mm -hmm. And that's basically having a garden. Real simple. So who's the audience for this movie? That's why I suck at what I do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Where's that marketing person? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's not in the budget. We're on a shoestring budget, but um, really, it seems so far that the movie is geared towards um, f- people with families generally that are between the ages of thirty-four and fifty-five. My goal, however, was to get that out to people that are in their 20s or even younger you know i mean it's a clean movie mm-hmm. i think nothing's bad's been said yet my friend who is a uh, mr boop boop he you know i have to tone him down at times but um you know we just want we're gearing it towards i guess technically who we're gearing it towards is anybody between the ages of you know 18 and whatever you know it's a broad spectrum but you have to be you know into food yeah you have to be interested in gardening and stuff like that like to be honest i think a lot of people will end up watching it that are concerned about nutrition and where their food comes from Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's really that really came to light as we were filming and i was talking to experts and stuff like that and um that really is something that I noticed that it was, it wasn't really a fact of like, I want to start a garden. It's a fact of where does my food come from Mm -hmm. and what's in my food. And that's really, I think that's what's going to end up taking over. So anybody that's nutritionally minded for the most part, I would, I would believe and, and gardeners, I mean, that goes without saying Mm -hmm. so. And many times they, they cross over, right. You know, gardeners are oftentimes, you know, nutritionally minded. Um, Well, that's the question in the movie. Ah, are they? That's the question is, I mean, you know, and it's, it's basically what I'm doing is a science experiment Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is if you grow your food, do you end up eating healthier and do you notice it? I get chills thinking about that. Yeah. I, I mean, seriously, it. I think it, yeah. about it. You know, is that the, is that the case? Because look, I like a cheese pizza <laughs> better than almost 100% of the people that are listening to this podcast. <laughs> I love pizza. You know, am I going to go get a garden out of a, a garden, a tomato out of my garden and be like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to uh-huh, eat that cheese uh-huh. pizza. Right. Or are you going to add that tomato to your cheese pizza? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
there is um there is something about my eating habits and it's funny because I garden mostly in the summer I'm in the Midwest so we don't have a lot of growing opportunities in the winter and that's the time that I'm personally most social right and we know that a lot of times social activities come with food and drink and they look more like cheese pizzas than they do, you know, tomatoes, right? Um, but I find when I garden, and the more that I've been gardening, you know, the more food I'm growing, the more desire I have to find ways to consume it, right? So I'm giving away a lot of food, you know, um, but I want my meals to be made up of the thing that I've grown. Um, so I think for me, there definitely is that tie-in, but I'd love to be able to see you know, maybe I need a film crew to film me like in the winter months compared to the, the summer months to see how much healthier I'm eating. That's a very interesting thing to think about. But if you think about it and you go and everything, I always think like, you know, I was a vegan for five years, six years, something like that. And now I'm vegetarian. But I always heard like, you're not supposed to eat meat you're not supposed to eat meat. And I came to the conclusion that my personal feeling is yes, you are. But if you look at your dog's mouth, how many teeth, what are their teeth look like? They're all razor blades. Mm -hmm. And if you look at yours, you got four razor blades. Mm -hmm. So as a guidance, that'll tell you like how much you should eat, whatever, you know, obviously it shouldn't be mostly meat. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like most people do. But in the summertime, traditionally speaking, and we're going back before there was grocery stores and stuff, sure. people ate really good in the summers. And then in the winters, they probably ate a lot of breads and stuff like that, which we all, you know, we all compare to, you know, bad eating breads, pastas, stuff like that. So, and then in the spring, they would eat more, you know, lettuces and radishes and all that stuff. So. That's how I look at it. So mm-hmm. I think in the wintertime, you are supposed to eat kind of bad food. Mm, is long okay. story short. Okay. I appreciate that. I've made that a note for all future winters. Um, is there a, <laughs> a call to action? Do you think there's a call to action with what you're, uh, you're making? We, yeah, get your been, ass out there and start a garden. Yeah, we've been, we've been <laughs> tapping on this, but I, I really want to hear it in your words. And I'm printing that on a shirt. That was once again, Ben, tell me. What, get your ass out and start a garden? There it is, okay. There might already be one, but if there's not, <laughs> backyardgardensmovie.com yeah. slash t-shirt. Just joking. Right. Um, seriously, there is a call to action. And as much as I would love for people to start a garden, I think that what they need to do is just really think about food. Just think about food, you know, Mm. think about what you're eating and think about your access to food. You know, I think that's and when I say food, I mean like nutritious foods, whole foods, stuff like that. Um, I think that's the big call to action on this, because as much as I would love for everybody, you know, in a perfect world. 10 million people will watch the movie and 10 million people will start some kind of garden, Mm -hmm. but that's not going to happen. And you know that on either. I, I doubt 10 million people will watch it, but just the fact that if they watch and they're like, yeah, this is an issue about my food and maybe I could do something about that or, you know, as long as they, you know, and then maybe they go out and get a, a basil plant, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. a basil plant. And then that's, that's making a change. You know, that's why we say learn to grow, 
because they're learning to grow and then they're going to grow for change because they want to change the way that they look at food, think about food and provide food for their family. So when we haven't covered off on this in our other other conversations, um, I have a number of things that I grow, but it doesn't make up all the food that I eat. You know, so I don't grow enough food to only eat what I grow. And I think that's the case for a lot of gardeners. Sure, there are a bunch of folks that really are living off of their land. I'm not one of them, whisper yet. I got to put it out there. Um, So when it comes to these folks who, again, live everyday lives, you know, these two families, I'm interested in, and I have a feeling we're going to have to, um, you know, beef this out because it may be giving away something. I'm interested in how much they really are kind of folding into their diet from what they're growing. I'm interested too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's you know all what? I'll say. I wonder if I watch the movie, if I'll get that answer. Hmm. Um, yes, you will get that answer <laughs> in a way that you probably are not expecting. Yeah. So this isn't a how to, this isn't, you know, spend 90 minutes with me and I shall show you how these families, you know, are building gardens. That's not what you're doing here. Right. Or not solely, let's say it that way. No, it's not a how-to. Mm-hmm. It's <clears throat> it's a how-to if you look at it and you study what they're doing while it's on, but it is not, this is how you start a garden. Mm-hmm. That's what the podcast is for. And that's the whole birth of the podcast. I did not get into that movie thinking I was going to do a podcast mm-hmm. about this. I was not thinking that I was going to start a YouTube channel with my big gray ugly beard on the camera running around redoing my backyard so far like that was not the thought but the more I got invested in it and I took a break um we had a hurricane last year and it kind of set a break in and then winter time came and I was like you know what there more needs to be said you know I was like if I'm gonna do this I want to go all in you know there's like I said, garden, the most important person in my life gardened. And when he died, there was a big gap Mm -hmm. and I always wanted to do something that made him proud. And gardening was a really big part of his life for, I don't know how long, 50 years. And when you watch the movie, you'll see exactly how important gardening is to people. Yeah. The fact that what they're willing to give somebody to start a garden will blow your mind. It, it's absolutely shocking to me when the story was told on camera. I had heard a little bit of it before, mm-hmm. but you know, I didn't know all of it. But just thinking about that and then saying, you know what, I'm already doing a movie. And I wanted to start a podcast of some sort, but I wasn't sure. I was like, you know what, talk about gardening and help people garden like I don't think I'm qualified to teach gardening, but I think I'm qualified to point you in the right direction, maybe to help you. But I definitely, cause I don't think you can teach gardening. I think it's just an easy concept. You know, it's like soil, water, sun, plant done. See, I'm going to, I'm going to pause you there. And this is going to be more of a statement and 
it can be a question if you have input. So earlier when we were talking about, um, you know, the biggest computer in our pockets being our phones. Um, so I definitely think that there is kind of this idea of I don't have the information I need. But I do think that there's some intimidation as well. I think there's some fear um, kind of folded in when it comes to starting something like a garden or uh, we're talking about, and I'm speaking of this current day. So the concept is not wild, but in this current day with, in many cases, people do have access to food. You want to grow your own food? Yeah, now what kind of hippie are you? And I'm like, I'm the best kind of hippie. But you know, like, do you, yeah. do you find that there's been a bit of fear when it comes to you know kind of the pause that people have with starting gardens? I think what it is is you look at a you look at your backyard, or if you're Batavia, who is the only person in the world that does it in her front yard. <laughs> you you look in your yard, and you just see this big patch of grass, and you fertilized it, and you've weeded it, and you've watered it, and you just got this lush grass, and the thought of pulling that up building something and making it something else is just a daunting task and then i think to where the supercomputer comes in you pull it out and you're brand new to garden you never even thought about it you're like i'm gonna start a garden you start looking it up and you just see these crazy garden beds multi-tiers you know huge trellises landscape to absolute perfection that you're just like, my God, I have to have that garden one day, but I, I can't get there. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way. There's something and special I, about that person that was able to create that, and I don't have that thing. Well, we show that person in the movie. Mm-hmm. We have somebody who is that person, mm-hmm. but the way they got there is not the way I think most people will think as they're doing it. I think what they're thinking about you know, when you watch, you're just like, I can't get there. Like, that's way too much. That's crazy. But you emulate that in your head. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you got all these big um, gardening influencers on Instagram and stuff like that. And they're showing these like British, you know, I mean, British gardens are just amazing. Mm-hmm. Of You know, and then you'd look in and you got all these crazy fruits and vegetables. And you're like, dude, I just want to grow a tomato, but it's not going to look that good. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the intimidating part. And that's why I do what I do with you and with YouTube. Like, dude, my garden beds are just four pieces of wood, mm-hmm. like straight up four pieces of wood and six screws yeah. or eight screws. That's it. But to me, that's beautiful because it's not that patch of grass that I have nurtured and just waited to die mm-hmm. or not die to just be lush and green. Like, yes, I do like grass. But it's important, you know, there's other parts that are important. Truth moment, I don't, although I know it has a purpose. Uh, like grass, that is, yeah. You don't like grass? No, I, um, no, I could do without it. If I, if my neighbors would let me, I'd dig up their grass too. If my neighbors are listening, let me dig up your grass. <laughs> well, so, and I do want to say too that in the movie, we talk about the whole history of gardens and, and people's yards. We talk about that specifically because it's changed Mm -hmm. so much over the years and we're seeing it come back Yeah, more and more. So like more and more people are growing now. And I mean, you can see it when you go anywhere. There's, you know, again, a garden doesn't have to be 
you know, seven beds in the backyard, six mm-hmm. in the front yard, which by the way, you could eat more food if you'd grow less flowers. You'd have more food in your yard. Can you see my face? <laughs> yeah. Okay, you it's cold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like making someone choose between their children. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I know from my experience, I know more about gardening in general and about food based on years of gardening. And I'm going to assume that that's the same for you. And I'm going to assume that the families in the documentary have learned things, right? I'm just gonna go out on a limb and assume that. I want to understand what you've learned as you've been preparing for filming, editing, talking about the garden the backyard gardens, the movie, the backyard gardens, the movie, the documentary. What have you taken from this? That I don't know anything about gardening. Get out of That's here. It's real simple. I, I promise you, I sit there and I talk to these people and I'm like, really? Really? I'm thinking I need to write this down. I'm like, oh wait, I got it all on film. I'm good. <laughs> but there's just so much that's like, you think you get to a point, you're like, I haven't been successful here. And you're like, oh yeah, I should have done that. Should have done that. But it's just, and a lot of it's just little stuff. You know, you get so wrapped up. And again, it all goes back to the aesthetics for me. You get so wrapped up and like, oh, my garden's not pretty enough. I need to do this and da, 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 da. And it really comes back to like, you just need to have the patience and you got to know when to hold them and when to fold them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, the origins and, of gardens are functional, right? You know, so I think yeah. we definitely have, and a lot of things in life, we've definitely got to the point of it needing to be the prettiest. Um, but I, see, I love the idea that, um, and I think Ben and I have been gardening, you know, closely the same amount of years. And then you have your history when it comes to, Uh, kind of growing up around gardens. I love the idea that you've been able to do this successfully for so many years and then spend some time, a year and a half, working on a project and realize, you know, everything I thought I knew, and those years still produced food, right? You were still able to consume the fruits of your labor. Um, But there's, it's this never ending pond of knowledge, if you will, or opportunity. I mean, I know it is. I'm kind of sounded, you know, I'm getting a little teary-eyed, but I totally feel that way about gardening. (laughs) No, it's true. I mean, there's just so much to it. There's so much, but so little to it. And that's the thing. Like, it can get really tricky. And I think, too, it's one of those things. There's not a lot lot of things in life you can overly complicate as easily as you can gardening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're trying to show is, like, it doesn't... Like, I mean, again, these people have never had a garden. You know what I mean? Like, that's really, it's as simple as that, mm-hmm. you, you know, and they're still able to produce to some extent, which I won't release, <laughs> but they're able to produce to some extent. And that's a beautiful thing. You know, it's a beautiful thing to see their kids get excited about it and their friends and their family and, and the joy, like, okay. So if you go watch the trailer, the um the young lady at the very end of the trailer who eats a snow pea mm-hmm. that is the first vegetable that she ever ate that she grew the very first time right there in that exact moment she was looking she's she's holding them in her hand and she's like what do i do and i was like eat one 
She's like, for real? I'm like, for real? I was like, Leslie, eat it. And she put it in her mouth and she was like, and I mean, this line's right there, you know, mm, it's good. And then she was, you could see it in her face. She's like, what do I say? She was like, it's not GMO and has any of the chemicals on it or something like that, you know? Cause I mean, but that was the first vegetable she ever grew. Yeah. There's which was a, a snow pea. There's something to be said about, and there's, I mean, there's so many intersections here, you know, and I have a bunch of more questions, but I'm going to pose them as things I'd love to learn from the movie. Um, things that may force you to do a part two, you know, so I'd love to know if these families will continue to garden, you know, I'd love to know if these families felt like it was as hard as they thought it was going to be. Um, I'd love to know if they felt like, gosh, they wish they would have done this sooner. Um, so, I mean, I have a bunch of those questions because there's a joy that I experience as a gardener and seeing other people have that moment like Leslie had with the snow pea. You know, um, and I'm I'm super duper excited about it, um, and I think I think those are the items I wanted to cover. We covered off on the action item, um, and we believe that we will be able to see this movie in the future. Are we? Do we have a release date? Month? Quarter? Year? We're hoping for April of twenty one to have it done. If nothing hiccups, too bad. How perfect for spring. Well, that was the idea. We wanted to release it in spring. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's starting to think about it and <clears throat> get excited. And plus, you know, we want to do a premiere where we live, which hopefully Batavia will come to now. I have, a, um, I have airline miles, so. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But I mean, we would just love to, you know, we wanted to do that because everybody, well, first of all, people will come out of the house. That was a big thing. You know, nobody wants to go out in the wintertime, but people are kind of getting into it. And if it's released in spring, then maybe it would jump kick, you know, jump start somebody into thinking about starting their first garden. Because there's still plenty and, of time to start, you know. If you yeah, movie, you don't have to. You can answer Ben's you don't, call to action. Yeah, you don't have to start your garden like uh, Batavia and I. I mean, I started my seeds two weeks ago. You, you don't have to do that. You can start your garden in July. Mm -hmm. There's something you can grow. Mm -hmm. So there's never. It's never. Well, it's too late in December. Yeah. But you know, well, other if, if than you're that, not in Florida, I guess they're still they're starting stuff in Florida, California. Oh yeah. yeah. But you know, generally speaking, there's you can figure out something to grow. Even if you don't get a harvest off of it, you can still see it grow to an extent and know you can grow something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and that's a great first step. Yeah. Well, so, I think that I have met all the requirements of the intro to 60 Minutes in 2020. Um, are I'll, you sure? Well, I'm not, but hey, listen, I've given my best effort and uh, as charming as I am, I'm not sure how they won't take me. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, <laughs> I have, I know I'm going to end this interview and then I'm going to have a bunch more questions. So that's just a note for those that are listening. Um, we'll decide whether or not we need to get back on the airwaves to cover those, those questions because my brain, when if it you takes come... a, a pause, sometimes it... It comes back on. <laughs> if you want, if you come up with more and you want to do another one, I'm I'm cool with it. Um, I'm I'm not using this as a selling point, so I'm I just feel like people are interested. It's like, how the hell are you gonna make a movie about a backyard mm -hmm, garden? Mm -hmm. Like, really, a backyard garden? And why'd you name it that? Yeah. You know, yeah. and I mean, I just wanted it to be obvious. And yeah. the whole thing behind the movie, the podcast, and you you said it 
when we started, and this is classic film 101 right here, you end where you began, mm-hmm. is you brought up that it's going to be real organic, and that's the whole idea behind this, is the podcast is super organic. I mean, we purposely do not talk about what we're going to talk about. We come up with a topic, mm-hmm. but we don't go back and forth about it. The movie's the same way. Like, we even shot it kind of like Joe Schmoe went out and got a camera and filmed somebody, you know. It's going to be more polished than that, but we wanted it to feel real organic and just like you're with them. And even, the you know, my YouTube channel, like I could make my YouTube channel as crazy as you wanted, but I wanted it to be my personality, mm-hmm. who I am, because gardeners are different than they used to be. They're not the same. You know, yeah. we're all, we're not hicks wearing you know especially for north carolina hicks with straws hanging out of our mouth and cowboy hats and overalls you know we like all kinds of crazy music and you know we we're different than we used to be and it's important that people realize that like that's the whole idea behind all that is that it's just organic it's just it's like a natural feeling you're getting kind of what you see is what you get Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so and let me tell you, Batavia is what you see, what you get. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, you know, I'll send you the list of people that have complained about that. But, you know, we don't care so much about them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate you spending some time with me and answering the questions that I have. I hope I covered questions that other people have. Um, but if I didn't, we have a bunch of social media information to share with you. You can feel free to contact us and drop us a couple of lines with some questions and thoughts that you have regarding the movie. Um, you can check Ben out at, take it away, Ben. Backyard Gardens the Movie, Instagram, Facebook, same name, Backyard Gardens the Movie, YouTube, BackyardGardensMovie.com. <laughs> and you can check Batavia out at, take it away, Batavia. 60 minutes, that, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Be Better Garden, that's on YouTube. That's also on Facebook as well as Instagram. Yeah. And then check out her 95 gardens. Seriously. <laughs> All 95 gardens. They're crazy. I, so, I, I'm and not going to actually- deny it. You, I, you speak things into existence. I'm looking at land and saying, there's a, just a quick side note. There is a um, empty lot behind my home. And if there's anyone that's listening that has some advice, let me know. I keep on looking at it saying, if I cut down just that one tree, gosh, would that be a big space, you know, (laughs) for more gardens. (laughs) But more on that later. Well, hold on to that because the stock market's doing weird things because of this virus. So you might actually be able to get it. For next to nothing. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed um, this talk that we had and if you guys want to know something else I think at this point you know where to find us so ask away um, I don't care and we can what we'll do maybe is we'll run them back through Batavia and do a part two Sounds good. so um, yeah and you know I'm just I'm happy that at least she's interested in it <laughs> <laughs> he says that now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the part two might not be as easy, but so next week, um, do you remember what we did? Of course not. Yeah. After the Let after we make I... the magic happen, you know, on the podcast, you know, I move on to the next growing thing. <laughs> yeah. So next week is gonna be um Oh. Uh-huh.
that's a fun one. What are we doing in our gardens this year? No, I'm sorry. I, I take that back. It's going to be um, building your garden. Okay. I'm excited yeah, about that's... both, but yeah, I get it. Building yeah. the garden, yeah. I'm excited about what I'm doing new in my garden this year. I am year. too. I can't wait to talk more about that. I'm nervous. Oh, you know what? L- I'm nervous for you too. I've seen your. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. You're fine. <laughs> Mulch this weekend, by the way. Oh, hi! Virtual high five. Well, actually, we we Boom. didn't see each other, so it's going to be telephone yeah. high five. Uh, telephone high five. Mm-hmm. So, all right, guys, y'all uh, happy growing, and we will catch you guys next time. See you later. So, if you have any questions or want to know what we've been up to, you can follow us on our social media pages. On Facebook and Instagram, it's Backyard Gardens the Movie. And on Facebook, we also have a group. It's called Backyard Gardens. We have a website, BackyardGardensTheMovie.com. You can sign up there for an email to get updates about production and release dates for our movie. And give us a like and a review on iTunes or in your favorite services because it'll really help us reach more people. Because we want to help everybody learn to grow and grow for change. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.